0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy, and as always, go Canucks go. People, people, you know what they say, right? It's always Thursday somewhere. And because that's the case, we got to throw it back uh, to that take that I had months and months and months ago. I'm pretty sure I wasn't alone, okay? Let's trade Brock Besser. Uh, Let's think about it. Let's get some cap space. And look at us now. Uh, We're not here without Brock Besser. A, is he our most important player? Going into the playoffs, maybe we'll talk about it again on this episode. A locked on Canucks. Your locked on Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo yo yo! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Uh, that right there is not Trevor Bags. It's a Sunday. This guy is cooking burgers, man. Burgers. I don't know. I don't know if you know this about Trevor. Okay. A uh, cancel culture really changed this guy. Now this guy only eats lettuce burgers. More on that later on this week, for real. Trevor Beggs, man, you gotta live your life. Bring back the buns. Anyways, uh, we don't need them for this conversation. We don't need them for this, uh, this story time, right? Because uh, that's what we're gonna do. I got a lot of feelings on this Sunday afternoon about your first place Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we just finished what? Uh, quote, unquote, the first half of the season, the all-star break is here. Your Canucks are number one. And there's storyline after storyline after storyline. There's chapter after chapter after chapter. Uh, we're not even finished yet. Uh, there's so much excellence sprinkled out throughout the lineup. And I don't think there's a story more special, if I really think about it, because hockey is not the most important thing, than the Brock Besser story. Just the truth. Uh, Twelve months ago, 13 months ago, 11 months ago, this guy asked for a trade, and it makes sense. Around that time, a lot of us fans asking for a trade too, uh, not because we hate the guy, maybe we doubt the skill, but it was mainly because the Canucks seemed stale. This room wasn't working, and maybe they needed a shift, uh, maybe they needed to move a big piece to bring something else big in, change the environment. Not a lot going on, and the trade. Not made. In the summer. Uh, we're talking about it again, okay? This team needs cap space, right? A lot of cap space. They buy it we l. And we're still hungry for more cap space, right? Trade Connor Garland or trade Brock Besser. Uh, they need change. They still need change. And what did they do? They didn't do it. Now, maybe they tried and they couldn't do it, but maybe they didn't even look that hard, okay? And I thought about this too. Again, a team that needed a lot of cap space, a lot of change, Rutherford, Tockett, good at what they do. Uh, Brock Besser, obviously an asset they could use to bring, again, change into the fold. But maybe they didn't think like that because they knew. They knew this, and I thought about this on the drive home yesterday from Seattle. Maybe they knew if they took Brock Besser out of that locker room, it would piss off a lot of people because Brock Besser not only seems to be back being star-like, right? Right? Back being the Brock star, he also seems to still be a locker room favorite. One of the best guys in that room. It's better going to the rank. because Brock Besser is there. Uh, what if they took that guy out of the lineup? Rowdy times in the dressing room, right? Going into the, the regular season, preseason. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Canucks, a lot of expectation, a lot of pressure. It wasn't the easiest time being a Canuck from our point of view, right? A lot going on. A lot going on. And you don't, you you gotta, you gotta do your best to settle the room. Keep people focused. Keep people emotionally intact to, again, focus on the goal. And taking Brock Besser out of that locker room after getting rid of Tanner Pearson, I don't know, yo. That would have been crazy. Anywho, enough about, Just a person, okay? One left to Brock Besser. Proving a lot of people wrong, including myself, uh, this guy. 30 goals. 49 games. Uh, Some people said he slowed down recently, right? No goals in six or seven, whatever. Uh, The last time I looked, this guy still had, what, three disallowed goals in that stretch? You know what I'm saying? This guy's been good throughout the whole season. He's the one that really got the thing going, right? Uh, Are the Canucks in first place right now if Brock Besser doesn't score four goals in game one? That sets the tone, right? And that makes you feel good to be a Vancouver Canuck. And Brock Besser did that. 30 goals, unbelievable. How much more are coming? I think a lot more. A lot more. 45, 50, maybe. What a story. And we're seeing a lot of uh, change in the way our imaginations once, I don't want to say consumed, but made up the resurgence of Brock Besser, right? Because what it's looking like right now, even though the stats look the same as our dreams once did, it's looking a lot different, right? In reality, Brock Besser scoring a lot of goals in front of the net. Brock Besser becoming more of a complete player. Brock Besser buying in. To not just being that guy in the dirty areas to score goals, but to be a more complete player. To lead with his effort and really break it down. I don't know if there's a stat on this, but watch the film. I've watched, what, 48 of the 49 Canuck games this year. The only game that I missed was yesterday, and that's because I was at the Tony Hinchcliffe show in Seattle. More on that in a couple minutes. But yeah, is there a stat that follows a player's win rate along the boards? Because in my opinion, from the 48 games that I've watched, this guy's batting at like 90%. He's trying the hardest. He's winning those battles. He's bought in to talk its way, being a Vancouver Canuck. And proven, I don't know if it's about proving a lot of people wrong. I guess every athlete, every great athlete, every great person at their job kind of has that that in him, right? That FU to use as fuel because there was a lot of noise around him, uh, whether it be with the fan base and just maybe in the league too, right? He was propped up to be this really elite winger, right? One of those guys, possible 40-50 goal scorer. And for a lot of reasons, and the results, that, that talk kind of became mysterious, right? So maybe he wanted to, you know, prove that, that that wrong. But in my opinion, I think it's more from within, man. Like, I think this guy wanted to just go back to playing, playing the game that he loved or just loving the game in general. And I'm happy he's there right now. I know, I'm bouncing all over the place, getting emotional. I'll follow along. Because I got this to say too, I think Brock Besser going into the playoffs and within the playoffs themselves can elevate, can get a lot better. Because again, we're seeing a lot of tippins, rebound goals, doing his thing. He's kind of replaced Kuzmenko, right, when it comes to the production. I know we've seen a lot of that, but I do think there's a lot more flash to his game. And maybe that comes during the regular season or when he hears the noise inside of Rogers Arena for game one of the playoffs. Because that is fun. Real fun. And when really good players have a lot of fun, they elevate. It's more fluid for them. There's more fluidity in Brock Bester's game. Yes, the effort, the ability to get open in front of the net, to stay tough, to go to the tough areas. That's all there. But we all know it. And we've seen it in spurts throughout his 30 goals. Uh, There's flash there that brings his game to another level. I think Brock Besser can get better. And I think he gets better ASAP. Post All-Star break, going into the playoffs. Uh, You look at teams like Vegas, Florida last year, right? Look at teams like Tampa Bay. A lot of scoring. A lot of top six skill. A lot of top six swing guys on those rosters, right? Uh, There was a time, again, where Brock Besser projected to be one of those guys. Recently, though. Well, what, 12 months ago, again, trade Brock Besser. We kind of left that in the past. We didn't think he could get there. Uh, Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but that's what my mind told me, okay? Maybe he's going to be a 25, 30-goal guy, but not a guy who can really drive play or make something happen. Maybe that's left in the past. And now I'm saying with him going into the All-Star game with 30 goals, uh, there's still a lot for him to show, and the flash is going to be brought out in the playoffs. Again, when he hears the noise, man, yo, what's happening, bro? It's happening. And I'm happy for the city. Uh, you know, we got to focus on the moment. I got to do more of that. I've been listening to these guys talk. They're buying into the, to the next game. They're not thinking about the playoffs, round one, round two against the Oilers. Blah blah blah. Get to the Stanley Cup Finals. No, they're taking it one game at a time. I'm gonna get there. But man, oh man, on that drive home from Seattle with my girl, I'm realizing, man, that April is gonna feel like Vancouver again. And you know what I'm talking about, right? That feeling in Vancouver. The buzz is in the air. The people are happier. Vancouver's uh, celebrated. That does something to the neighborhood. And these guys, man, on this team, the core of this team, they haven't felt that yet. And I hear a lot of people, right? How can the Canucks be favorites for the Stanley Cup? You know, FanDuel's not saying that. They're still 11 or 12th Stanley Cup odds to win the cup. A lot of people doubting them because of the experience. Now, I get that, but I think, again, based on the depth of this team, the star players, the leadership from the top, where there is playoff experience, the noise of Vancouver can push this team to the end of the story. Yo, the Canucks have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. So, again, the city's going to feel like that city again in April. Anywho, one step at a time. Uh, On that note, uh, let's talk about yesterday's game. Got to do it. I think we got to run an ad first though, right? Shout out to eBay Motors. Why not? Again, you're listening to Locked on Canucks ebay motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back Woo! because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash baby with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com let's ride and, and those M's only exclusive supply. ebay guarantee fit only available to u.s customers Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen, and the people, man, the people watching the show live are getting upset, okay? I don't know if you just joined me, but Popeye Sailor says, uh, this is exactly why Vancouver never wins. It's always the next trade or switch, their stupid logo over and over. Develop the players you have. Vancouver does not deserve a cup. Look, Popeye, man, I put the the title in quotations, okay? You may think that's clickbait. For me, it's just the truth, and I gotta let you know because I'm having a lot of fun this year. I went from... Wanting to trade Brock Besser to switch things up, right? Because I don't believe in the core anymore, you know? Uh, they have to start with the players. The players yeah, at the top still look the same minus Bo Horvat. okay? There's some pessimism for me, okay? He's one of the guys that I would flip uh, back back in what, March? Back in September? And fast forward to the now, I'm like, yo, I, yeah, I'm eating my words. And I'm proud to do so, though, because I don't mind being proven wrong by the Vancouver Canucks, I'm just not going to be here telling you that I saw this all along for Brock Besser. Doing it, man. Doing the most and more importantly can get a lot better. I saw these three quotes though. And before we get to the, the moment, you know, yesterday's game, uh, look at these uh, three quotes that I found about being wrong, okay? And we're going to get a little philosophical here. Why not? Okay, it's Sunday. How about this one? If you can't change your mind, you are not using it. Boom, bam. Uh, this is making me feel a lot better for being, for being an idiot and, and doubting. Brock Besser. How about this one? If you don't contradict yourself on a regular basis, you are not thinking. Boom, bam. Brock Besser can get a lot better. A lot better. 50 goals. Maybe he's an always 40 to 50 goal guy, okay? He's having fun again. I'm okay being wrong. Uh, That quote was from Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, the, the, The last one An intelligent person may be wrong sometimes, but a fool is never wrong. I don't mind being proven wrong, okay? Who cares? Go Canucks go. We all in first place. We family right now. And a big reason because of that is Brock Bessert. The biggest surprise of the year and possibly still. Still with the ability to be the most important part of the equation. Which again, he once was back in the day. Rookie year Brock was exciting. Speaking of excitement, last night, man, that was was cool. Cool for me. And again, honest person, as you can tell, honest podcast. I didn't watch last night's game, couldn't. Had tickets to a comedy show in Seattle. The girl planned an amazing date. Missed the game. In fact, got out of the arena or the theater and went straight to my phone, which was locked up for a couple hours, and wrote Canucks on Google, right? I wanted to see the box and I saw that it was 4-4. And I was like, damn, good game, exciting game. Uh, last game before the all-star break, i don't only care if they gave up four against Columbus, but I do care that they're in the game. And I put my phone down, began talking to my girl again. And then I realized, yo, there's a Canuck game on. Went back to my phone. And then I looked at the box score closely when I realized, yes, closely. And I realized what? That the Canucks scored what? Three goals? Three goals in the third period to tie up the game. And there was still like 13 minutes left in the game. And I was like, oh, this is something else. Okay, baby, you got to shut up. Just for a bit, not being rude, but there's a game to listen to. And she let me listen to that game on the drive back. Which is crazy because she's not a big Canuck fan, but, but she is a big Kyle Bowne fan. She knows. Uh, this is really my first love, the Vancouver Canucks. Anyways, we listen to the game. She predicted the win. Patterson did his thing. And the story, the story that is being written about the Vancouver Canucks that I've been talking about for day after day after day after being proven wrong and wrong and wrong is, yo, the Vancouver Canucks may win the Stanley Cup this year. This year. Why? Because they're a first-place team that is stacked, that has a lot of depth, that's not done possibly bringing in some top-end talent to this mix, to this mix that is led by, you know, Tocket, Alvin Rutherford, some championship pedigree, and a lot of UFAs, a lot of UFAs. And the sports fan in me has to believe that they all see that, they know it. I know this maybe wasn't part of the plan when they wrote their five-year plan, but, hey, ish happens in life sometimes. And for me, the plan is kind of different for this moment. It's, it's it's cup or bust without being mad if we don't do it. But let's not talk about not doing it. Again, the Canucks are cup favorites. And I'm looking at what this team has done over the last two games. And this is crazy. This is where the delusion kicks in. But these two games are showing me a lot about your Canucks against the Blues. Again, that we lost in overtime against the Blues. Well, let's be real. Losing to the Blues and talking a lot of ish about being a Stanley Cup favorite. Kind of off. And then you circle back to beating Columbus in overtime, and again, feeling, feeling as if this is the team that's going to do it, lift the cup for the city, for themselves as Stanley Cup champions. Anywho, uh, being resilient is something that this team has done via the schedule, week after week after week. I think there was that stretch of games where they win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and they never really lost like two in a row or whatnot. They never really crumbled but they did face adversity. But what they did was kind of numb it immediately and move forward. Uh, this team's been really, really resilient. And over the last two games, going to the fourth, uh, the third period, being down a couple goals, they did it twice. They did it twice. They came back. They forced some extra time against St. Louis. They scored the first goal in the third period. It's 2-1. Right away, St. Louis scores. So it's 3-1. A lot of teams, most teams, even a lot of good teams, Right before the All-Star break, after having the season that they're having, based on the expectations that they had, it should be good enough. Coast it. Coast it. But what do they do? They come back. Last night, they're down 4-1. Weird times in the second period. So weird, in fact, that a lot of us are not talking about this. JT Miller hits the post at the end of the second period when you're down 4-1 on your last game before the All-Star break. A break that is so desperately needed. Admittingly so by this team, right? They need to loosen up. Escape the rink, recleanse, because the real ish starts, right? These teams are, these players are looking desperate towards the break, but what do they do after hitting the post in a 4-1 game late in the second period? Go, they, they go into the third, and they, they whoop ass. They do the most. They tie the game. Brock Besser, a big part of that. JT Miller, a big part of that. Quinn Hughes, a big part of that. Elias Petterson a big part of it. Pius Suter, a big part of it. Now, you want to talk about being wrong. When that switch was made to put Pius Suter on the top power play unit, what did I do? What did I do? After that game against Arizona, I came on here and said, yo, let's try putting Dakota Joshua in the front of the net. Proven wrong, man. Proven wrong. They got the job done, man. And I'm just I'm just impressed, man. The resiliency, okay? The moment matters. Every game matters. And uh, I feel as if this won't stop, man. This story. It's different. It's a lot to feel different. How do we know how it feels? Like, how do we know the equation to win a Stanley Cup, okay? We've only been past the second round, what, three times? Well, what if this is the way, again, the goal gets done? First place, good goaltending, really good goaltending, good coaching, some depth, like a lot of depth. A lot of players also playing for a new contract. And on top of all that, the big six, Heronic Hughes. Pedersen, Miller, Besser, Demko. You get what I'm saying? It's different. It's nice. Speaking of Quinn Hughes, is this all possible if he's not the captain? The obvious answer is not. It's not possible because, yeah, they got a lot of star players, and maybe the captaincy isn't the biggest of deals, right, because they're all leaders in the room, right? And maybe it's all the same if Pedersen's the captain. No, no, no way. Not only is Quinn Hughes more composed, more confident, more himself. You know, he he has got he's got the tools. Captain Hughes, he's got all those things. But on top of it, I feel as if he's also quite possibly the MVP of the league. Like he's that guy this season. And we we look at lo- a lot of, like Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Kale McCart. I'm just saying. In this season, look at the numbers. Look at the way he's playing. Look at the way he's dominating with the puck on his stick game after game after game. It's safe to say that this guy is on that level right now. He's pushed himself into that level, right? The top echelon of player in the the NHL. The, The room knows that too. And he's the captain. One of the best three players in hockey right now is the captain of this team. So yeah, you know his voice really matters. And when I see them coming back, game after game after game, kind of, and also... Not crumbling, right? Not losing three in a row. Not doing that thing so far. It has a lot to do with Quinn Hughes. What a player. What a player. It, this is just brilliance, man. And, you know, when I bring up Quinn Hughes' play, it's another It's another big reason why I lean into this whole notion that, yo, we got to go all in here in a sense, right? As lefty's saying, we got to go to the comment, okay? This could be a career for Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, Dakota Joshua, plus Pew Suter. We need to go all in this year for the Cup. Look, Quinn Hughes, he's the first person that would prove me wrong after saying this. But, A, hey, based on what I'm seeing right here, this is some legendary-ish coming from a defenseman, right? This may be, like, his best season ever. And it's not saying that he's not ever going to get back to 100 points. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying the way he's dominating right now, he's just on one. A heater. He would put himself into another level of player if he was able to do this again. Again, we're getting a crazy Quinn Hughes season. Unreal. First year as a captain. I'm going to lean into that magic. I'm going to lean into it. Lefty also brought up JT Miller. Look, not a perfect hockey player, especially recently. I think he was a lot better early on in the season. But there's ebbs and flows in the season, right? It happens. And what's he still doing? Producing points. Leaving a good impression, right? Yeah, the turnover's there. But what does he do? Again, he backs it up with the points. Doing his thing. Leading by example. Saying the right things, too. I think he's going to get a lot better, too. I think Quinn Hughes, going into the playoffs as the captain of your Vancouver Canucks, after game one, after they hear the noise, guys like Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, Eli- Elias Petterson, Brock Besser, Philip Bronick, Thatcher Demko, and the rest, They're bringing the game to another level, okay? Because they haven't seen anything yet. And because of that, we haven't seen anything yet. I know this team lacks playoff experience. You go through the past, right? I'm thinking about the past cup championships, champions, right? Obviously Tampa, they went through it. A lot of heartbreaking losses. A lot of games in general before they really started their dynasty. Look at at the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. You can say the same about them. Look at the Washington Capitals when they won the Stanley Cup. Say the same about them. Like playoff experience does matter. I even look at the Kings when they won, right? I don't think they made the playoffs the year before, if I'm correct, based on what I heard from Sat and Bick. But one thing I do remember is playing them in the playoffs, that core in the playoffs, what, in 2009? Before they ultimately won a couple of cups. Look at Chicago. Look at Pittsburgh. Look at, you know what I'm saying? Playoff experience does matter. I mean, it does equate to the equation. So this whole going into the playoffs, being cup favorites, Limiting the expectations. It just seems right because the odds are still against this Vancouver Canucks team, but I just think some unusual story is being written with a lot of magic around it and, more importantly, some great leadership, some championship pedigree that we've never really seen in Vancouver, and it's kind of going towards some, some magical feeling, okay? And maybe we assume that it would all have to go right for us to win the Stanley Cup, and that makes a lot of sense, but I'm kind of honing into some, like magical, spiritual feeling in the air and just leaning into that. Like, why can't that happen to us? Why can't we could have, well, why can't we be that team that completely flips the script and does something so unremar- like un- unreal, remarkable in the world of sports? Why can't we be that team? We deserve it, right? I think so. Anyways, let's get to the comments before we get out of here. Thanks for listening. How about Chris, man? Hold your excitement for them to conquer some real... Competition makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I can't wait. I can't wait for the games to really matter. For them to play Vegas, the Kings, the Oilers, right? Who else? You know, that's that's what this is all about. It's gonna hurt because you're not gonna sweep every series. It's gonna be traumatizing. But I believe that the team that we are seeing play, again, it's stacked. A lot of all-stars on this team, a lot of skill. Some of your best players, their effort levels are off the chart. We talked about Brock Besser. How about Elias Patterson? Again, struggling a bit, but he's laying the body, doing his thing. He's engaged. There's a recipe here, the depth. It's going to be hard to beat the Vancouver Canucks. So, yeah, we got to play the Kings, the Oilers, blah, blah, blah. Colorado, blah, blah. They got to play us. How about Jack? Screw... That, people, man. Someone's got to break history. Why not us? League is wide open. That's what what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Screw the Oilers. Yo, my group chat going off right after we win the game. The Oilers won 16 straight. Why are we talking about the Oilers in the group chat when our team didn't even lose a game in January in regulation, right? Am I right on that? You know what I'm saying? Magical-ish. Championship pedigree in the building. I'm feeling it, man. Vancouver deserves one, man. Straight up. Anything else? Callum Sandu, okay? Structure, systems. A big reason, right? The Vancouver Canucks are different, right? The leadership. Rick Taka doing his thing. Hey, Callum Sandu, actually the only one since the summer, since last year that was on the Brock Pesser is that guy, Train. okay? This guy's calling him a 40-50 goal scorer without really even seeing the future, right? But he believed, and he was right, and I was so wrong. Thank you. Callum also talking about PDG and Susie being back before the playoffs. Speaking of being wrong, you know, I'm thinking about the season, okay? I know I'm just talking here, but we here, go Canucks, go. It's a Sunday episode of Locked on Canucks. The whole PDG thing, I remember seeing the lineup going into the Oilers game, game one, and I'm thinking to myself, yo, this is one of the biggest seasons ever. Oh, we got to resign PD. That was my Stanley Cup. And I'm seeing PDG on the top six. And I'm like, yo, I thought this was going to be more exciting. And although PDG has struggled recently prior to his injury, right, to kind of of sum it up best, right, games 20 to 30, 20 to 35, he was off. But in those first 10 games, he was so important to the success of the Vancouver Canucks, uh, let alone Brock Besser's success too. He was doing the most. He proved me wrong from the jump. How many people have been proven wrong? This season. I can't be alone, man. I can't be the only honest one here. EP 40 Had five turnovers last night. This is from Dwight. He also said that he was not good last night. I don't think he's been good for. Like he hasn't been at his best. In a while. You you can kind of tell when the mistakes are happening that. That could be due to fatigue and just also. Trying to do too much. Again, he's thinking too much out there. But at the end of the day. I'm going to take the production in the third periods, man. Straight up. Like, to not have good games and to be the reason why your team is allowing some goals against. Like, I saw the turnover last night. That was horrible. And we saw the the St. Louis playing overtime. A big reason why Shen was able to score that goal is because Pedersen effed up in the offensive zone and then he also didn't get out of the way when he was down for a couple seconds, given this crease. Like, I, I get it. Pedersen has not played good. But in the third periods of these games where we're down... This guy's coming up clutch, okay? He's a, he's able to be resilient when in, the, when, when in the game, within the game. That's some real ish. How about this, Chris? Cup favorites don't win the cup that often. No, let, let's be honest. Chris, we may win the President's Trophy. I don't give a F about that, but you know what I'm saying? We may win that, but the Canucks are still not going to be in the top five, the top seven when it comes to the teams expected to win the Stanley Cup. A lot of these people are putting experience as the number one thing, which makes sense again. But this season for the Vancouver Canucks ain't making a lot of sense too, okay? There's a lot of irony here. I feel it in the air. They're not going to be cup favorites in the eyes of many, but to me, I'm putting that expectation on them. Again, a the first place team going into the All-Star game, this is not just system getting systems getting it done. It's a mixture of that along with the stuff that really matters and that's some star end players. And I'm like, yo, th- this could be something. I mean, isn't this the recipe? that we've been, you know, kind of dreaming of when we're thinking about the rebuild, the reset, five years from now, we need the team to look like this. Look look at how these players are playing at all those positions. Lean into it. How about Jack? Mckayev looking a bit off. Should we slide him on the LTI and get a stud? Am I allowed to talk about this? Am I going to get sued? Because <laughs> why not? Other teams did it. What's the quote, right? If you ain't cheating, you're not winning. You know what I'm saying? Would they? Are they gonna do that with Susie? Are they? Maybe. Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Mark Stone, Stanley Cup champions. Hey, you know what I'm saying. How about lefty again? Okay. Uh, Pedersen doesn't want to get injured. So sometimes he might not skate all out. Controversial, I know. Just speculating, he, he, he. I don't think Patterson's that guy, man. He doesn't, he's not on all the time. Like he makes mistakes, but his intensity is very, very, very evident. Like I think there was a play in the third period based on Brandon Batchelor's voice on the radio that told me that he went after Gaudreau during the penalty kill, like laid the body. You know what I'm saying, and Patterson's been laying the body throughout the year, throughout his career. He's focused on the game. He's he's a dog man. I don't see him taking much, much of any shifts off. Off, sorry. Okay, that's a lot of talking, man. Mister Joker, newbie question: Who's our who's our host name? Oh, what's my name? Sorry, I just learned how to read four years ago. My name's Kyle Bowen. K Y L E B H A W A N. More importantly, my co-host. His name is Trevor Bags, uh, Big Daddy Bagsy, And again, he's cooking burgers for the family. Lettuce burgers. No longer allowed to eat buns in 2024, okay? Don't ask me. Ask him. Ask him tomorrow. Uh, that's when I'll see you next. My, my name again, Kyle Bound. Uh, that was another episode of Locked on Canucks. Shout out to the Don'tos Art Lab for doing this thing, uh, making this possible and just leading with the West Coast bias, man. That really matters, okay? You got to look after your neighbors before you look after the world. Again, my name, is Kyle Bowen. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Subscribe, hit the like button. Shout out to the Locked On Podcast Network. And yeah, go Canucks, go, man. Congratulations, man. Now, I'm not celebrating early. I'm just saying congratulations for feeling the way you're feeling right now as a Canucks fan. Like, hockey is fun again. Live in the moment. Appreciate that. And you deserve it. Peace. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks.